The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, Andrew, it's time for a quick, quick shot today because people want it. Um, this is insane. Fire their entire medical staff today because Delvin. Well, no, no, two, two orthopedics. Two orthopedics. Two orthopedics. Right. Right. They fired two orthopedics because Delvin Delvin Bro didn't have a leg contusion. He had a broken leg. Um, I like. I don't even know where to – let's start with the, the incompetence of the Saints medical staff, apparently, because that's what we're all joking about on the Twitters. Well, it's um, not, so it's not just the Saints. It's, you know, they, they do the, the Pelicans, Pelican too. too. And then these are guys on the Pelican staff. And I just think, you know, you can go back to so many mismanagements over the years. I mean, I saw examples of Jeremy Shockey, David West, I mean, Eric Gordon. Gordon Young. Eric Gordon holiday with the, the yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Keenan Lewis. Um, but certainly, I mean, the ones that really stick out for me are Eric Gordon and Drew Holiday with Pelicans. And, you know, when Eric Gordon left, he had some major things to say negatively about the, the medical staff. And he kind of said, you know, it's kind of been night and day since I've come to Houston. I, you know, they, their training staff is awesome. I've gotten in the best shape of my life thanks to them. And the medical staff just – they seem to know what they're doing. It's way better than New Orleans. And I and think it was healthier. Yeah, yeah. And and I think and he had a healthier season, yeah. So, you know, now that the Saints have basically fired these two people and I mean just gross. I mean, they basically just cost Delvin Bro and the Saints three three games. Like he they, they could have had the surgery two weeks ago. So, you know, they they've cost him maybe two or three games during the regular season with the misdiagnosis. Um and well, the fact wait a that the Saints are firing them implies that they believe there's some sort of negligence on the doctor's part. So, and, and this is a cumulative thing. It's not something that's just happened overnight. So, uh, I just think once again, this is a another embarrassing moment in the reality that the Saints are a pretty freaking dysfunctional organization. Well, wait a second. I do, I think. I disagree with people. You and people a little bit are like, well, killing this two or three games. Well, look, he's going to have the surgery. That's best case scenario. Last year he came back after the broken leg and he was terrible. You know, no, 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 no. You're misunderstanding me. I'm saying he's going to miss three games more than he would have missed. We, we agree. Yeah. He would have missed games regardless. I'm saying the fucking up of the diagnosis cost him three more games than he was already going to miss. Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, it's really bad because they misdiagnosed him. They could have had it a couple of weeks ago, and he could have been healed up, and they could have, say, waited for him. They could have been really cautious and said, look, he broke the leg again, he had the surgery, we're going to be really cautious. And he couldn't. they could have left him on the roster, right, and he could have played yeah. after the Maybe bye. come after the bye week. Yeah, exactly. And he would have missed four weeks, but that yeah. would have been, like, extra cautious, and that would have been, like, you know, that had been, like, keeping him out, like, eight to ten weeks. But they could have been super cautious. Now, right. they're going to be desperate. Like, they're going to be desperate at fucking corner. And he's going to yeah. be working his ass off to get back. And he's, 
he's they're gonna want him back in ASAP, and he's gonna want to be back in ASAP because he has to earn a contract, and their corners are gonna be terrible, and they're gonna be like, we need him, and it's just like it's a vicious cycle of horribleness. It's like yeah. doomed to repeat well, itself. Let's, let's again not and forget. Again. Let's not forget how everything played out with him last year when he clearly rushed back too soon from a broken leg, played like dog shit, and then got re-injured. Yeah. So, I mean, and here's the fact, here's the thing, before we get into a, what it means at corner and all this, man, if you're a Saints player, how in the hell do you trust these doctors ever again? You know? You don't. You don't. I mean, I, I seriously, first of all, if I'm Drew Brees, I'm like, you motherfuckers aren't laying a finger on me. You know, if I've ever got an issue, I'm flying to San Diego or I'm going to James Andrews, and I, I don't want to hear you guys tell me anything. I don't see how you can trust them, the medical staff, the training staff. Um, there has just been too many examples. And, and the Saints are a little handcuffed here. Let's not forget that training camp is sponsored by Oshner Hospital. The Saints are saddled with whatever doctors Oshner gives them. So, you know, the next step here is they still have to hire someone from Oshner. Now, I don't know if that's going to be some someone that they Oshner hires for the Saints. So if the Saints would have, like, some say in the interview process to hiring a doctor from the outside, I don't know. But all I know is that Oshner sponsors their training camp. They can't just go to, like, Charlottesville or Princeton or Duke and get some hot shot to come be their head orthopedist because they're saddled with the doctors that Oshner provides. So, um, you know, I, I think they're somewhat limited, and I don't know how much better it gets from here. I mean, I, I generally think of Oshner as a pretty good hospital, but it's not Princeton. It's not UVA. It's not Duke. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think, you know, the Eric Gordon, going back to the Eric Gordon comments, I mean, you know, Ralph, you live in Houston. You know how top-notch the med- medical field is in your city, and I, I, I just don't think New Orleans really lives up to that, and I think the Saints are feeling it. Yeah, and I mean, look, it's, it's, they're, they're sort of handcuffed by the sponsorship and by, and by New Orleans. I mean, look, we all love New Orleans, grew up there, but to say that New Orleans has as many good medical doctors and options as other cities, it's just, it's just not accurate. I mean, that's just, yeah. it's not accurate. Um, I think uh, Oshner has a good reputation locally. I will just say, from my years of living in New Orleans, I've, I feel like Oshner is a little overrated uh, compared to the medical care I've gotten in Charlottesville, where UVA is. Um, I mean, the doctors are the best in, in the country. You know, there, there, there's a noticeable difference. You know, and here's the, here's the thing, though, and not even, you know, because I'm not a doctor. I don't, I don't fucking know Oshner's good, bad, or whatever, but – the perception among the players when they get injured, if you don't trust the medical staff and you're a Kenny Vaccaro or a Breeze or a whoever, you know, or a, like a Michael Thomas who's still got, you know, a couple of years left before his free agency, if you don't trust the medical staff, that's horrible things for yeah. the season. Because yeah. these players, they're, put, they're based, football players basically – Sacrifice their body for money and glory. Yeah. Um, and the doctors were telling Delvin Bro to get back out there on a freaking broken leg. How do you think that makes anyone feel when they go through concussion protocol and they're like, "Yep, your brain's good to go." You know, like I mean, 
I, I don't know how it played out with Damian Swan, but he's a guy that had a concussion. They cleared him. He went back out, had another concussion. They cleared him, went back out, had another concussion, and was put on IR. So, you know, I don't know if they mismanaged that or not or if it was just he was prone to it or whatever. I don't know if there's something that not another doctor would have caught that maybe would have clued them mm-hmm. to not play Damian Swan or whatever. But I think when you have multiple instances of this and the, and the seed of doubt. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. It starts to get planted inside players' heads. Then when, when, you're, when you're given a green light, when you have a serious injury like a concussion or your leg's not feeling right and they're saying, oh, there's nothing wrong with you, uh, you start to second-guess them, and I think every player on the roster would want a second and a third opinion. You know, it makes me, it makes me wonder about the Nick Fairley thing. Did he have conflicting reports about his health? Because every normal doctor would say, shut it down, you have a heart problem, and the only doctor that was telling him he could play was the Saints doctor. Yeah, well, we don't know that. But here's, here's the thing. I would think from here on out, like, Saints players, no matter what, the, you know, because – Players in general, you know, and I don't blame Bro at all for this because, you know, like, why didn't he get a second opinion sooner? Because players don't want to go under the knife. Like, they fear the knife because they know that it can do major damage to their career and you never know how you're going to come back from a surgery, right? So, of course, when they tell Bro he's got a contusion, he, he wants to believe that because he wants to get back sooner, right? You don't want to go under the knife. It's the same thing with Unger in the offseason. Yeah. He waited until the very last minute. To, to, to have the surgery on the Liz Frank because they're like, look, if you don't have this surgery and you wait, you're going to miss games. So he tries like crazy to rehab the foot without surgery, and that's what players do. But now it's going to be – I mean, uh, players, I think as soon as they – whatever injury they have, you know, they're just going to be like, I want a second opinion. And not that I yeah. can blow them. But um, we only have about 45 seconds left to admit uh, quick synopsis of where corner is on the oh my god they're fucked scale. Uh, I mean one being like call the paramedics and and ten and they are dead on arrival and and ten being it's fine. Uh, I would say it's like a one and one and a half. <laughs> I mean their starters are Ken Crawley and P.J. Williams. That, that's 
that's that's their starters week one. And Lattimore, maybe he'll play a preseason game this week, and maybe he's the number three, maybe he moves up to number two. But right now it's Carly and P.J. Williams for the extended future. And, yeah, I mean, are you telling me that's better than Patrick Robinson and Corey White? Are you telling me that's oh. better than, like, the worst defense we've put out there in the last five years in terms of quality at corner? Now, P.J. Williams could be good if he's even healthy for week one. Not a given. Um, <laughs> I'm not feeling good at all. At all. Yeah, I would say my optimism is, like, um, a zero. Like, they're they're – they're completely fucked at corner, and they're they better sunk. get. They're, they're sunk. sunk. They, their only way they're not sunk on defense is if they have 40-plus sacks. See, I, uh, that's what so, I hear. Like, a lot of people are telling me, hey, if the pass rush is okay, if, if they get enough sacks, maybe it'll be okay. They just lost Nick Fairley. <laughs> like, are people forgetting that when they make that statement that it could be okay if the pass rush is all right? Uh, it can't be all right. They lost Nick Fairley. Uh, this is the worst Wednesday ever. All right, we're done.